Whoa. Whoa. I feel nauseous. Don't, not in here. Mm -hmm. No, we're in the elevator. Blech. Oh, Blech. that's my shoe. Blech. That's my other shoe. That's my shorts, pants, shirt, hair. Oh, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. We were on a roller coaster, now in the elevator. What's happening? I have nothing to rhyme with that. I can't even. That's fine. Let's, let's just end that. We rode X2 from Magic Mountain all the way to this elevator. Mm-hmm. Quite the ride. I need a tea. Can we go on this level too, please? And get a hot, warm tea. Yep, tea coming up. Because that's what you have after a roller coaster. Everyone does that. We went to Magic Mountain. We did. Wasn't it fun? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Listen, it could have been more fun for me. I started my period mid-coaster. Mid-coaster? I could swear. That one where, so we went on, what's it called? Drop of Doom? Where you like, mm -hmm. you sit there and you go up, 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 up. How many feet? Uh, I think it's 44 stories. It was the high, it felt so high, so uncomfortably high. And you're exposed. You're looking out to like the open world. And then you see nothing feet, other than the open world world, and your feet are dangling. And then they just drop you and you your stomach leaves your whole body. And it's really scary, but also really exhilarating. I'm pretty sure at that point, the blood came. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I went, ouchie. So and then while I had cramps we were, for like while we were at Magic Mountain, while will while while jeez while we're all dropping, you just start it. You just start that. You just start the whole. Mens what do you call it? A period? We call it that. Period. What's the formal way to say it? You know, moon cycle, red lady. That's what our friend calls it. People say moon my cycle. Red, my red lady's here. We have a very special friend that talks. Very beautifully and delicately with her language. People say moon cycle, hmm. menstrual cycle. I didn't know moon cycle. Period. I I've always just said period. I'm Hi, not, my I'm red not, lady's arrived. I'm not trying to get all fancy, but maybe I should. What have you called it? A blood gush? Blood gush. Hey guys, my blood gush started. That's gross sounding. No, I guess if I, I don't like one. it. That would be my way of doing Maybe it. Maybe I should just start saying my moon cycle because then it, it, it implies that there's other things going on, that it's not just a period, that it's like involved. Maybe with the moon. I don't even know why they call it that. I should look it up. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one. But it is a time, I've talked about this before, for women to retreat and go inward and feel the feels. And it's like when they're the most intuitive and ideas come and things feel really intense because it's a time to pay attention. And instead I went to Magic Mountain and shook my body around and all I wanna do is retreat and go inward. And I have so much work to do and I'm stressed. And I don't like to say that. I don't wanna put that on me, but I also wanna be honest. We got a lot going on right now yeah. and uh, we're still committed to the podcast. Yeah, the stress, I get it. And especially for you, I feel like it's heightened. I don't even know what it's like. We still, yeah. Yeah, it's a heightened time for women when they're on their moon cycle, which happens every month. Every month. Dang. Every month. Every month. Like, that's insane. There's like a week where women just, they should be going inward. This is where they used to go in huts and have their period together and men would not be around because they were so sensitive. And that's why it's called like, 
I don't know, PMS or like they get moody or that. No, they're just very heightened and sensitive. And any energy that's off is going to like trigger them. And they should be alone in teepees, just being with each other and being with other women and commiserating and, and like, you know, connecting. And instead they're like still trying to hustle and go to their job and interact with men. Yeah. Let's get you a teepee. It'd be cool to see you in a teepee. Just, just, just getting through it by myself. Would you say your would you say your menstrual cycle or moon cycle or period or red lady is like <laughs> like the highs and lows of a roller coaster? Mm. Would you say your body is X two at Magic Mountain? <laughs> it goes up, down, left, right, and you spin sometimes. Kind of, I think X two is really intense. Maybe it's more like Twisted Goliath. <laughs> Twisted Colossus. Oh, I just mixed and then two Goliath. I would say it's a little bit more like Goliath. Not, uh, maybe Batman. It's like a smooth drop, and then it gets really intense near the end, and then you're like, ah, oh, sweet bliss into ovulation. We were there for how long? Oh, like five and a half hours, six hours, and we rode almost all the rides. There was no lines. You guys go to Six Flags. Don't tell them when. Well, we they're t- going to close down. If it's that empty, they're going to close down. Okay, yeah. Everyone go on Wednesdays. Unless their mortgage is paid off. <laughs> Do they have a mortgage? We didn't ride X2, you guys. Yeah, this whole thing. I knew to go to the car, and you and our dear friend ran to X2 and missed it. Yeah, and we, part we of me got kind of felt like good. Oh. No, I felt sad for you guys, but a part of me was like, I, I knew, knew it. I knew it. You should have followed me. Well, we wanted to try. We, we knew it was like a, a good chance they were going to close. The park was closing at five. It was 5.05 as we were running to it. And we, we get to the maze. There's no line. We're like, you know, the, the line, the maze of lines to get there. So we're running past all the poles and we hear over the intercom. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, X2 is closed. And we looked at each other like, no. And I'm like, we can't quit. We have to go in and try. So we ran in. The lady's like, sorry, we're all counted for. We're closing. And we're then, all counted for? And then my, my, my buddy goes, no, look at the math. There's a, there's a spot for two of us on that side. She goes, no, they're all coming on this. And like there was this whole thing. And he's like, look at the math. Look at the math. <laughs> and I was on his team. I really I can thought he was right. I saying that. I thought he was right. I was like, yeah, yeah, I think he's right. Look at the, look at the numbers. And then we ended up being wrong. Yeah, it's interesting. Some people don't like roller coasters. Some people do. I do think that there are highs and lows of life and that life can be like a roller coaster at times. But hopefully the roller coaster doesn't just keep going and going. Otherwise, a person, I feel like that could kill a person mentally to just always be on a roller coaster like they're fun but that's like not how i want to live well, i think roller coaster is a great example of okay not a fixed roller coaster but a roller coaster that adapts because there's always highs and lows um we feel them in like micro daily ways and then the macro bigger the week the month the year what is your roller coaster what's your high of the year what month would you choose that's your high what yeah what do you mean if that you, I already have that already happened. No, no, no. Like in a year, where do you foresee the highs of the year? Like seasonally with holidays. Okay, I guess the highs are like birthdays, holidays, some summer days. Does, does December make you happy? October and 
yeah, basically like now until December makes me very happy. So that is like a high of the year for you and me too. It is, it is. But I'm going to have like dip days. Of course, but this is the big picture, high and low. Okay. Then we... I don't really love January. February is kind of lame. March really sucks. See, there's your lows. (laughs) Why do I feel that way? Because Maybe I just pictured New York where it was just like gloom and there's like nothing going on. Like what's actually going on other than Valentine's Day is even mm-hmm. that's kind of depressing to me at yeah. this point. I don't know why. It used to be cute in high school and Yeah, your lover's standing across from me, so it is kinda of weird that it's so depressing. I love you, Sini. Oh, thank you. Uh but look, that part of the year I, I relate to you because I think that part of the year is like all you could think about is like what am I gonna get done this year? And then towards the end of the year, it's like, right. let's celebrate the year. It's already done. That's true. I already got this. I did as much as I can, right? There's not much more to cram in. It's like you take time off. You're like, okay, it's now I can just celebrate life and be with my friends and family. And I don't have to worry about accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Why do we even worry about accomplishment though? To continue to grow and be our best selves and succeed and gain more in life. I think that's our primal want is to gain so that we are better off for the future and for your but my happiest moments is being present with another human being and like connecting connecting with a child a dog family friends like just being is like a gift but i think i just don't want to miss out on that in yeah i think it's a balance of being present and then not getting left behind as everyone grows like you know that's like a not a good feeling to see people grow and succeed and, and further themselves and if you aren't I think that's like a primal want to keep up and to surpass. Totally. Sure. It's also America. Very true. Like if you go to Italy, they're not surpassing each other. They're not thinking in those terms. They're just like living and eating and drinking and having a good time. Yeah. And they're more about living, not working. Yeah. I think we have a a bad balance in America. Yeah. It's very out of balance. I want to move. Okay. You guys, I'm hormonal. (laughs) This is where this is going. Maybe in another time I'd be like, America, yay! America! Right now I'm like, oh, America, do your thing, America. Do your but thing, you know what? America. You were talking about highs and lows. We have to have both. We can't have one without the other. That's oh, the, yeah. the thing. And I think we've labeled the highs and the good and the joy and the fun as like better than the lows, the the crying, the the sadness, the sorrow, the anger. For me, I've labeled that as like in in my life as like, oh, that's not good. That's not as good. But it is like if you can really surrender and cry, like I've been crying a lot the last couple of days and it's felt so good for my body. It's the not crying. It's the resistance to Mm. feeling our feelings that adds way more pain than necessary. And so feeling our feelings, being in the lows, there's something really aliveness about that, too. I agree. And then this is my question, if you've ever felt this and. (laughs) <laughs> something that's I always thought it was so weird when I thought this but if you ever had a bad headache or had the flu or been sick and then the moment it ends there's this feeling of oh this is my natural state like yeah. when the headache goes away and you feel that bliss from the pain gone yeah that is so refreshing to me and every time I hit that moment I go oh that's nice and I wouldn't know that I would take it for granted if I didn't dip yeah 
we get used to our surroundings. We get used to our feelings. We just assume that this is how we're going to feel all of the time. And then when we feel really shitty, it's like, oh, out. Oh, this is terrible. I had no idea. It's, it reminds me when I first got sober. I was just living the way that I was living. And I wasn't drinking every day by any means. But 10 years ago, I was like drinking on the weekends. And I was really sensitive to sugar. And I would drink wine. And I would mix stuff. And I just, I wasn't really conscious of like what I was drinking, how I was drinking, how much I was drinking. I was just like young and dumb and then I remember I stopped drinking you know and I had a mission to stop drinking for like as long as I could because I wanted to get my life together I wanted to be one of the reasons I stopped wanted to stop drinking was I wanted to be able to be out in the world and feel free without anything in my system that was a huge reason why I got sober in the first place Mm. was I wanted to be able to be that free woman that I was at a party with alcohol. I wanted to be able to get there soberly Mm. and feel freedom anywhere I was. I didn't want to need something to make me feel free. That's a long-winded way of saying that. But I remember when I stopped drinking, after like a few days, there was this clarity that came over and like the colors looked brighter and I started to feel better and I had my, my joy back alcohol is a depressant and I was like wait is this how you're supposed to feel oh my god oh this is way better and I had no idea how bad I felt Mm. I had no idea because I was just so used to it for years of like you know it's fun when you're drinking I guess but it's not fun after it's not fun the next day you know, you are, I was a bit dipped the next day. I'm very sensitive to sugar. It's not, it's not necessarily fun the day of before you're drinking where for me, I was like, okay, so when am I going to drink? What am I going to drink? How much should I drink? Where should we go to drink? It was just like, my thoughts were thinking about drink. Like I had so much more room to think about other things when alcohol was like off the table. So like everything opened up. Like I started stand up six months into not drinking. I didn't even think of stand up as a opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah didn't even come into my auric field until I stopped drinking. And it was like, oh, that's a possibility for me. Like possibilities came. My physical body felt better. And the same thing goes for like when I took out sugar and certain gluten and cheese, I like, I literally started feeling good. And I was like, wait, what? I felt really bad before and I Mm. didn't know it because I got used to it. So anyway. Anyway, that was great. What do you mean anyway? (laughs) If there's something, I guess this is to say to you guys, like if there's something in your life that you're like, uh, something in me doesn't want to do this anymore. It feels like a habit. It feels like, like, just try it, try it, taking it out for, let's say a week or two weeks, one day at a time. Of course, you don't try to do all two weeks in one day. You just do one day at a time and stay in the day, see what happens. See if there's a shift See if there's a clarity that comes over because you do deserve to feel good. Like I think our natural state without anything in our system is to feel pretty good, is to be, we are emotional. Like we come out as babies, like babies cry, they laugh. They, they're not judging themselves for feeling. They just are. And at some point at some, you know, we went to school and maybe some kid cried and then we all felt unsafe and like judged that kid. And then we judged ourselves and we thought, oh, I, I can't cry. That'll make me look weak. Or And then we we praised laughing, but only in the right circumstance. You can't laugh in class, but you can laugh out in the yard. And that's the most fun. We make these decisions and these stories based off of our experience. 
and we adopt these fears that are not ours. You know, we are just those babies. And for me, I'm always trying to get back to being that vulnerable, beautiful baby that was just free and didn't, you know, think about whether she was enough or not. She just was because she existed. You know, I, I, there's been so much judgment on actions and how we feel. And the only problem is not that we feel. It's the, it's the thought that we shouldn't be feeling that way. Yeah. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be upset because I should be grateful for my life. I should shut up. Don't stop shitting all over yourself. (laughs) Shitting all over yourself. I love that. Well, one thing that you just sparked when you talked about alcohol was the highs and lows kind of line up for me with drinking or any substance like that. Because if you drink every weekend and that's your high, then the week becomes your low or the time after becomes your low. And then you're chasing that high because like alcohol and like certain substances can push you to a high that's hard to achieve on your own. So if you did scrape away that excess, that, that, that supplement, that thing, that thing you're adding to your life, like alcohol, then it resets your highs and lows and you can set your highs and lows without it. And that's like a whole different look on life. Like it kind of clicked as you were saying it. I was like, oh, if I make this my high, then the the low after, like that makes your new barometer. You can, you can actually find and make new balances of highs and lows in your life, depending on what you take in, like with the foods you eat, with the things you drink, the things you do this with and that with. And I remember in my 20s and younger than 20s, I just ate, I don't think I knew that I didn't feel good with like eating so much random stuff. I just knew that this is what I feel, but I didn't do a lot of testing. I was just always going with whatever flow or influence was around me. So this is landing for me in a weird way right now. I'm like realizing that we have control of our average or mean energy state like where we're at we can control that with what we decide is our high and how we deal with our lows so i'm having epiphanies thanks yeah great are you guys having epiphanies leave it in the reviews (laughs) (laughs) our podcast is great i do love it and i love connecting with you and i love having these conversations and your written reviews are so helpful for us and sharing our podcast is extraordinarily we need that right now actually yeah we humbly are admitting to you that we want to grow we want to grow we want to grow our podcast keep going so we can keep enjoying these conversations yeah i don't want to stop it yeah um so share it you know if it moves you or if it makes you laugh this one's been hilarious this one's so funny (laughs) (laughs) they're not going to be able to keep their pants buckled do you take your pants off when you laugh oh because you're like jiggling your belly from the laughter you like santa claus you don't unbutton when you you laugh i follow santa claus on tiktok you follow he follows me back what is going on i swear to god like santa claus yeah okay all right well Well, um (laughs) cool 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 six 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 santa claus well this is your sign to embrace all of you your highs and your lows. Every part of you, every emotion is beautiful. You are a human being. We are all experiencing it. There's seven to eight billion of us on the planet, and they had to name the emotions because it happened to everybody and they needed to reference it. So it's not uncommon to feel what you're feeling. 
don't do what I do and make yourself wrong for feeling the way you feel. Mm. You're perfect. You're beautiful. You got this. We love you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being you. You're doing a great job. And anything you want to take out of your life, you can do it one day at a time. And you don't have to do it alone. There's support everywhere with whatever you want to stop. I I heard that there's like 272 12-step programs out there. Whoa. I don't know how that's possible, but whether you have a problem with money, like gambling, sex, love, alcohol, marijuana, cocaine. Guitars. Attention. Guitars? (laughs) I'm sorry. It was just... I have a guitar problem. I wish that was my problem. That'd be nice. But some people can you have it. you can go online and search it, and they because of the pandemic, I feel like everything's on Zoom now, and you can get this support. And there's also like online therapy. Like you don't have to do this life alone. That's true. Like you and I were kind of raised as only children, and I think you and I, for me, I have a lot of pride. Like I have to do this alone. Oh no, God. I don't. I have way too much. No, pride. we don't. For who? For what? We're we're pack animals. We're supposed to be doing all this together. There's no pride in being alone. Like, what do you actually, why? Why do we have to trudge it out and do it alone? For what? That just separates us. We don't, we're not separate. We're all connected. The lie is that we're separate. And sharing can relieve a lot of, a lot of stress and tension and issue. Like just sharing alone. That's a huge step in itself. Yeah. If you have someone you can trust or you go to a group, let's say like you're talking about and share. I've been on men's teams. I've shared with a bunch of men in a circle about personal things. And I can say that that has opened up a lot of me. Yeah. Sharing is caring. Sharing dissolves a lot of the pressure in the body. Like writing in your journal or sharing, it literally like moves the energy and then you, yeah, it takes a lot of the power away from it. So we love you guys. Love y'all. Thank you for showing up. I'm going back in this elevator, but I'm not going back to X2. No, no, no. no. I'm going to go on the log ride. Let's go to the log ride. Because if you haven't noticed, I'm wearing my bikini. Oh, I've been looking. And I've been ready. Okay, let's let's to go. go on the log ride and get splashed. All right. Hopefully, we get a cool picture. Okay. Camera. We'll do that. Bye, everybody. Bye.